one, we're going. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sam Sports Talk Soccer Podcast. We're here. I think this is the fourth episode. Fourth episode. Yeah, I'm going to nail that one on. Um, I am here with Ben. Hattie's taking another vacation because he hates us. Uh, buddy, what's going on? How are you feeling today, man? I hope you're, hope you're doing okay. I know you had a, probably a tough weekend after oh, this match week. I'm not doing good. I'm being honest. It's, it's been a rough weekend, um, as it has for you as well. But, uh, you know, yes. we're moving on. <sighs> Typical Arsenal. I mean, we're going to get right into it because, you know, I like, I like to talk about Arsenal. It's fun because uh, <laughs> they just – there's so many problems. Yeah. Um, but – so we're going to do the same thing like we always do. We're going to talk about this, the previous match week, then we'll talk about the matchups for next week's game. So let's just kick it off, man. I have to talk about what we did this week, Mitch United. Um, wow. Was this piss poor? I mean, Manchester United, I watched the entirety of this game this week. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. watch the entirety of last week's game, but I did watch the entirety of this week's game. Uh, Fred one of the guys that I have defended um, for so long, so long was piss poor, piss poor on Sunday. He was so bad. Um, Matt just looked very slow. Bruno looked completely out of it. I did tweet after the game and I said that I think Jaden Sancho is going to have a really tough six months um, because there's all these, there's all this expectation with, you know, your big money signing you spend $75 million on a guy, you want him to come in and contribute automatically. But what I don't think people realize because of how because of how good Jaden Sancho has been over the past two years over with Dortmund, he's 20. Like, I, I wake up every day, and I am older than Jaden Sancho. And that is an astounding fact to think about. And I think Jaden Sancho is – going to have to adjust to this. I alluded to this last week when I said I'm, I'm worried about Sancho. He only played 20 minutes last week. He came off the bench again this week. Your brother made a great point on Twitter. He said he absolutely killed our momentum when he came on a pitch. And he's he was 100% right. The attack faltered the entire time. I mean, granted, like Tony Martial didn't do shit. Um, Paul Pogba was the best player on a pitch again. And this is not, this is not good. I mean, you, you can't come out, you know, one week. You, you can't come out week one and beat Leeds – 5-1, you can't put up a five-piece against Leeds, and then you come out the, the exact next week, you run an awful midfield like you did with Matthews and Fred, which clearly they don't work together, mm. and you draw a Southampton side that literally lost their core during the summer and is just simply not a good team. Southampton, at their core right now, are not a good team. This is a, like, 15 and down kind of team, and I think you can probably mm-hmm. agree with me on that one. Definitely. It's just a disapp- – it was just an absolutely disappointing result. I mean, Maguire was bad, you know, and I love love me some slab, but he was bad. And I just – I don't understand why I, – I, I don't get it. I don't understand why why Rafa Varane was on the bench. I mean, I get it, like – Sure, you know, you want to want to get him acclimated, all that kind of stuff. But if this if this team she drops next week and Rafa Varane is not starting next to Harry Maguire, I will lose my shit because I'm sick and tired of seeing Victor Lindelof play. He had that one good week last week where it seemed like he really like the, the Tellers effect came on him because of Varane signing for the club, but he was bad again this week. I mean, oh Jesus. I will say, uh 
Wambasaka was actually well. I was actually oh wow. I was actually I I was impressed with him attacking more than I have been. Oh in the wow! Past two years. I I was gonna say the polar opposite of that. I think so. Uh, I I was watching him attack. And he looked so awkward walking. Oh, up he's that well, pitch. he's the most awkward looking guy ever. He looks like he has no confidence in his game whatsoever. And as as strong as needed as fullbacks are in today's game, he's just not a good option, really. I mean, that back line is good, but I think Juan Basaka as an attacking fullback, and that's what fullbacks are. Mm. He's he's rough. He has no technical abilities whatsoever, it seems like. As no, no. Um, and it clearly shows why he wasn't the opposite. What counts from what he was aggressive. And yeah. that's actually what I give a shit about when you're attempting crosses, you're trying to make stuff happen. He had one twos going on a right hand flank with Sancho. I was okay with that. I'm like, great. Instead of you like camped out trying to play as a third center back, I enjoy the fact that you're trying to get up the pitch. He wasn't good, but I was impressed with him at least attempting to do something instead of camping back as the third center back like he likes to do. He, We've seen it so many times. He tucks, he has to tuck in all the time to save Lindelof's ass. And he did not do that. Lindelof was so bad, but he didn't tuck in too much. Um, Mason Greenwood's great. Yeah. Mason Greenwood Greenwood is is, is a bright spot. Wow, is he good? I mean, that should be. I want to see because I, you kind of have to give the keys to Cavani next week just because of how poor Martial was again. The other day, but you, you have to give Cavani the keys this week. I want to see what he can do, but Greenwood has got to be the striker. Oh my God. It's got to be him over Tony Martial at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it is ridiculous. I, and I, you know, it's tough because I, again, I really like Tony Martial as well, but he's just not getting it done. And yeah, and he had that one attempt. Uh, I forget what minute it was. It was right there. Yeah. He had the whole goal wide open. There's, I think it was two defenders, and he hits it right at that center. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the total. You get that goal, three points, bang. That was that's first. Done. That was first half. That was I think was, I want to. It was like twenty it was minutes pretty early. In. It was, it was yeah. like twenty minutes in. There was a scramble on the goal you know, on the goal line. I just they they had three. They had like three defenders camped out. Pogba took the shot. Martial then headed it straight straight yeah. to the. I don't know if it was the defender or keeper. I don't remember, but. I'm like, yo, man, you just put it somewhere else. You it's, mm-hmm. you have the entire space right there, man. But Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul Pogba has five assists this season. <laughs> Bizarre. Which, which is so cool. good. Um, he, uh, he's the best player in this team. And I've been saying it for years. He's the best player in this team. I don't think it's Bruno Fernandez. I, I think it's Paul Pogba. But because Paul Pogba doesn't put up the stats – that you want him to. He doesn't put up the GA like you want him to. He's finally just now getting recognized as Manchester United's best player. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Bruno. I I, I think Bruno is great, but I don't think it's Bruno. I think it's Paul Pogba. I think he's the biggest key to this team's success. Um, I will say uh, I, I miss Marcus Rashford right now. Um, yeah. I, I love Marcus Rashford. Speaking, love as a neutral, Rashford. speaking as a neutral fan here, I'm very excited for this Manchester United team in general once this team gets those players in. Mm. So I felt like the flaws in this team are going to be solved once you get those players back in. Fred, that will be solved by the fact that you get Pogba in there um, and then no more Matic. Because you'll move Pogba back. Yeah, you'll put Pogba back into the middle. And I think that really makes your offense a lot better too Mm. because you put Greenwood up top, 
Then you have Sancho and um, Rashford as your two wingers with mm. Fernandez at the camp. And I think that really spurs. And then obviously, Brandt at the center back spot uh, instead of Lindelof. And that really just makes this team so much better. And even though it was a 1 1 draw and it wasn't a good performance, there was still so much attacking potential, especially with Pogba. Yeah. His footwork in and out of that box was phenomenal. He had one attempt, I forget what time this was again, where he did a scoop turnaround like four guys. He got a left-footed shot that just barely missed the first off the half. I think it was. I think that was end of the first half. He yeah, legit it, just like carried the ball straight through. So I'm like, it was insane. And for someone of his height and size to be able to move his feet like that and fake four defenders. Oh that my he god, did, he's so it's graceful, so scary. It's like angelic watching him play. Yeah, like it is beautiful. I love watching him play. It's so exciting. Like when he wants to, God, is he good? Mm-hmm. And that's why I love him. You know, but this, it sucks right now just because, like, I'm watching a team with Matic and Fred, and I'm like, <laughs> so like, Matic was bad. Like, I need, I need my guys right now. Like, we need to be a full, full strength. I mean, I think next week we will probably get the biggest taste of what this team is going to look like. Obviously, we still don't have Rashford, but I think next week, I, you know, next, I don't know, man. Next I week's think, against Wolves. So I think, I think they're going to play Donnie next week. I think it's time. Uh, you think Donnie's going to get in there? How long Don, is think, it going to be a Fred? I don't think he's going to bench Fred. Or okay. no, I think I I I think he's going to bench Fred. So you think a Matic and Donnie's going to I think he's going wow. to bench Fred because right. there was the one preseason game where Matic and Donnie played together and they were fantastic together. They were so good. I would not be surprised if he started Matic and Donnie next to each other. And you're still playing Pogba off the left, and yeah. you know you keep everything normal. I hope Sancho gets a start next week because that is kind of the real like factor here. Um, you just those kind of players, you don't want them on for 30 minutes at a time. You want them no. to start the game and get in rhythm with the game. You know, when you come on in the 60th minute, it's like there are certain players that are fantastic, super sub type players, but. When you're one of those like top level talents and you have to work your way into the game and it takes you about 10 minutes to get in, you don't want that. You you want to start off the game. You don't you want to beat everybody else's pace. But for Sancho, I think he needs a run out next week. Like mm-hmm. I said, I hope Iran starts next week. Um, really miss Rashford. Uh Greenwood, depending on what Cavani does next week, because he's probably gonna start next week, should be this team striker. McGuire's bad. Um, glad the Hayes playing. Luke Shaw is just kind of meh. Um, so, yeah, Manchester United, back to disappoint me yet again. I love life. <laughs> so. All right. Let's, on the train disappointment, let's just Your move turn. over. Then. Yeah. Uh, wow. Where do I start with this? I said this coming into the week. I talked about how Kaku started this game, that we are screwed right from the bat. I mm-hmm. said that Pablo Mari is going to be mashed up against Lukaku, and that was going to be the reason for our downfall, and it was. We saw Lukaku right from the first minute. Him absolutely destroy Pablo Mari. He pushes the offsides line back 10 yards every single time he posts Pablo Mari up, and that's the reason they scored their first goal. Post Pablo Mari up, plays like a true false nine. Um, I mean, like a post-up nine. He gets the ball at his feet, plays it back, makes a run off the back, scores a tap. I mean, that's a total striker's goal, yeah. um, and I saw that coming, and wow, was Tierney bad. Ah, it was so frustrating. Reese James had a field day at that right spot. It felt like we had no left back at all. And this happened even when Tavares came in for Tierney. Um, 
there was almost like he was playing that left center back spot to try to help with Lukaku. And yeah. then Reese James just takes the spot and plays balls in. He even had a banger from that same spot. And yeah. at what point does Arteta have to come in there and start screaming? Like for me, he has to start screaming the first time that happens. There's no way Arteta can sit on that sideline and see what Tierney and Tavares are doing and just not mention that. And if he is mentioning it, they're not listening. Then we have even bigger flaws with respect for the manager, overall player IQ, and care for the batch. There's no way that should ever be happening in this team. Um, so that's the first issue is just uh, those three issues right there. Um, second issue is the game plan. What was our game plan coming into this game? Are we trying to play them straight up? Are we trying to park the bus and just play through balls? Because it didn't seem like we were trying to do either of those. Um, we weren't parking the bus. Uh, we had three guys forward to play long balls, and none of those players are long ball players. Pepe is not a guy to run onto it like that, shoot and no. score. Martinelli, maybe, but he's still so young that is that the guy we're trusting to score against this Chelsea back line? Mm-hmm. Uh, Saka is not that kind of player either. And then Smith Rowe is just not that player either. So if we're trying to play through balls, this isn't line up for that. And if we're trying to park the bus, a back line of Suarez, Holding, Pablo Mari, and Tierney is not going to get the job done against Kaku, so Mount, and Havertz. Oh my God, it's so poor. I don't care that Ben White and Gabrielle are out. If we're trying to park the bus, throw five of that. Why are we trying to play them straight up? This is the team that just won the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I can't speak on any positives of the game. The only positive I have is that we have players injured and they're coming back. Mm-hmm. And that seems like the only thing that I have for this team. Partey's injured. Gabrielle's injured. Ben White's injured. Uh, and then the Ramsdale signing this week just makes it even more hurtful. I don't understand your club whatsoever. I I do not understand why in God's name you would sign Aaron Ramsdale. Ah, for $30 million as well. What's the point? No, what is the point? We're spending more on a backup keeper than we sold Martinez for. If so he's not even – so you're bringing him in, he's not even the starter. Oh, I want Leno to start because I don't think Leno is worse than Ramsdale. No, I, no, but that's that's what you – that's what it looks like. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it looks like. As a club, you you bring in a, a keeper for $30 mil, That Yeah. That's a starter. Yeah, you know, I, and seeing that as a player, if you're Burn Leno and you see your club buys a thirty million dollar goalkeeper, what goes through your mind? Because even if you are going to stay you. the starting goalkeeper, they care that much mm-hmm. when the rest of the team is that bad to get another thirty million dollar keeper. We have Cedric Soar starting right back. Mm-hmm. Then if you don't play him, you have Bellerin and Callum Chambers. What is that? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just straight-up disrespect to Burn Leno. I understand that he might not be the best keeper, but he's not the worst. Mm-mm. We have bigger flaws in this team. Correct. Ah. Uh, anyways, that's, that's off track. But um, speaking on the money, we spent the most money in this transfer window than every other Premier League team. And you didn't get a lick better. No, yeah. I, what, did, what did we improve? I mean, I you, you could say – I mean, the Ben White signing, I feel like you could – kind of look at and say, oh, you know, you it's a it's a minor, very minor upgrade at defense. But uh-huh. realistically, what's the number? It's like 160? It's $160 million. 160. So you spent 160 million pounds and you didn't get a lick yes. better. You didn't get a lick better. You spent more yeah. than 
You spent more. Than, you spent more than Chelsea. You spent more than Chelsea. You uh-huh. spent more than Manchester United. You spent more than Liverpool. You spent more than Manchester City. Mm-hmm. And where is that going to take you? Eight it's at best, I, I think. Because yeah, we're going to go these I mean, first three games. We play City next week mm-hmm. with zero points. You guys have a gauntlet with, with zero goals scored because we're not scoring at City <laughs> and zero points. That is incredible. We might be last because our goal difference after City just beat Norwich 5-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say Norwich wins by one goal. Their goal difference would go to negative seven. Um, ours is currently negative four. So City three spots us, and we go to last. I could see it. That's a very realistic possibility. You guys are in 19th right now, I think. Yeah, we're in yeah. 19th. God, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's I mean, terrible. I keep I keep seeing that graphic of um how good Arsenal were post Boxing Day. Oh, have you seen so that? We were, we were what were we second, third, third. Okay, it was City, Manchester United, yeah, Arsenal, and I think it was like forty four points after Boxing Day, and that's great, you know. But I keep seeing it, and I don't care about it. No, it means honestly. nothing because point. it's like the same thing after we um. After we draw with Southampton, it's like, oh, Manchester United equal like Arsenal's unbeaten record of 27 games in a row. I don't give a shit. I physically do not care. I like you think I care about that? Yeah. It, we just drew with Southampton. I, like an, an unbeaten record doesn't mean shit to me. Like but Arsenal, wow. I mean, and, and two nothing for this game. It doesn't do it justice how bad this game. No, nah, it's generous. It's, it's inc- generous. It's incredibly generous. It's really generous. Lukaku had two attempts where he easily could have bagged two in. He had such a powerful header that mm-hmm. Leno just barely tips over the bar. He had another one where he megs Leno and it gets tangled up in his feet. Um, wow. I, I One thing that really bothered me was when you look at the manager, especially Arteta, was one of our brilliant players that played under Wenger. Uh, mm. It was our center midfielder. He was our controller. He was the captain. Goes and coaches under Pep Guardiola, arguably the best manager of all time. And then you look at this team on paper. You think, wow, this team's probably playing such a tacky football, really making good runs, and oh, they must be so good. And then you watch that team. What? And you had no idea who that manager was. He'd be fired on the spot. Mm. He's living on reputation right now. Correct. That I think there's a is a bag of lies mm-hmm. because clearly he hasn't learned anything under Wenger, Guardiola, or any of his experience of a player because it's just bad. Right. That <sighs> sucks. Yeah. And so bad. Speaking of Arteta as a player, um, the last time Arsenal was in the Champions, our current captain was playing against our current coach. Abamyang was current playing. Captain with- is Abami. Yeah, a Bamiang with Dorman was playing. So, what? So, I, I'm seeing rumors. I saw rumors this morning. Fob was tweeting about it. Apparently, they're looking to sell him. I hope so. I, I hope don't, I, I don't, there's like five days left. I don't think this is going to happen. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants his wages right now. Yeah. I, I genuinely, you guys crippled that. You guys begged, absolutely begged for him to sign a new contract. And here you are. He signed a five-year deal. Mm-hmm. Was that last year or two years ago? It was. It was this 
April because I remember he was in such good form. So he and signed he, a five-year And he deal. signed the Ting, which was one of the major like Arsenal promotion things. They said, oh, he mm-hmm. signed the Ting. Yeah. And he's been shambolic ever since. And he's been awful. And he's now on – I mean, at this point, he's on a four-and-a-half-year deal. Nobody wants his wages. He's literally going to be stuck there and won't play. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you he will literally be stuck there and will not play. It's going to be just like that Ozil situation that we had the last two years. That's exactly We're paying what's going to happen. Incredible wages for him to sit bench and not even squat. I mean, mm-hmm. in two years, one year, if he keeps this up and like doesn't care, we might just throw him out the squad and still be paying. I mean, they, they see what I mean, you see what they're doing now. I mean, you just they're throwing the young guys up top and just saying, okay, go after it. They're not even looking at a bombing. No, it is incredible to me that situation, man. I do not get it. I don't get Arsenal as a club whatsoever. Um, yeah, so I want to hear your take on this. Uh, I, I want to put myself in Arteta's spot and think about what you could do about next week's game. Who do they play next week? City. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Yeah, but I just want to talk about the lineup that I think we should be putting out. For mm-hmm. So I think you keep Leno in net. Correct. And then this is if no injuries were a thing. I want to just talk about that. Obviously, this isn't for next well, week. Well, before but- you go, um, yeah. before you go, is anybody going to come back next week? Mm, not like is Ben White going to play next week? I don't know what the COVID protocols are there because he has COVID. He got COVID. That's what it yeah. is. Okay, I thought he got hurt. So he's not hurt. It was just that's not that word. Um, but Gabrielle's not going to be back until first week of September. Mm-hmm. Same with Partey. Um, so they're not coming back. But in a perfect world, there's nothing, no injuries, whatever. I think we play a three-five. No, a three-four-two-one. Okay, kind of like Chelsea does. Um, and this is keeping in mind the Odegaard side. So you have three center backs being Gabriel on the left, Ben White in the center, and then Rob Holding, which, oh gosh, that's bad. But he's the one person I think plays for that badge out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your three center backs. And then Tierney at the left wing back, left mid spot. Partey and Lekonga is the two center mids. This is going to shock you. I think Saka needs to play right wing back. You know, I do not disagree with that whatsoever. I think that would actually be a great spot for him. I think mm-hmm. he could do a hell of a job there. Because As he's a, a good defensive man, player. Oh, he'd be good. Yeah. Um, and, and this gets in, in my opinion, the best 11 players for this team. Mm. And the three up front, you have ESR and Odegaard play with two cams. That way you keep Emil Smith-Rowe's confidence up. Because, I mean, it would be so disrespectful for him to get the number 10 jersey, sign Odegaard, and he's benched. Mm. That would stink. So this way you keep them both in their primary roles at the cam spot. Oh, and then strikers, rough. Oh, deep. I don't want a Bammy in there. And I think Lacazette would actually fit best. Mm-hmm. But I think you play either Martinelli or Balogun just to stay young. Um, and I think it all comes down to just test people out in training and see who works best. Because with the new formation, I really can't tell you who would work best. Right. No, I love the um, I, I love the Saka thought. Wow, that would be great, actually. I, I would love to see him play wing back. I mean – Especially when you're playing, I, I, he cannot be an out-and-out right back, clearly. But my only worry with that is, like, you're limiting his attacking capabilities because he's such a great attacking player. Yeah. You know, and I, th- that's I the that. only worry that I would have with that. But I love him at that position. I think he would be – I think he would do a job. But talking on that, I, I want him to play a similar role to what Reese James just did. And taking mm-hmm. a little bit back to how Danny Alves was in 2013. Ah, there yeah. was a stat in La Liga – that Danny Alves spent more time in the attacking third than every other winger on any other team besides mm-hmm. Barcelona. Danny Alves was like 
he started that attacking fullback. Danny Alves was not an elite defender. Dan- Danny Alves was not looked at because of his defensive qualities. He was looked at because of his attacking qualities. Mm-hmm. And he, dude, Saka could do a job there, man. He could. I would really. And like he showed it already. That's yeah. how he was when he first started off with this team. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I would love to see that. And then there's no problem with the fact that he's left footed. Messi's a right wing player. No. He's left footed, so right. I don't care about the fact that he's left footed. No. I, yeah, I think that, I I think that pretty much wraps that. up. I think that wraps up my thoughts with Arsenal. Um, I just you know obviously I want to talk about Lukaku. Uh, mm-hmm. go on his debut. Hold up play was incredible. Um, but I mean, to be honest, it doesn't really say much. You're playing Arsenal. So I, I'm very conflicted on Lukaku because I came on this podcast. I don't remember if it was last week or the week before that, but I said that Lukaku would struggle in the Premier League. Um, I do remember like I made a video on TikTok about it, how he would struggle, but I'm not going to ju- sit here and jump the gun and tell you that he's going to be great. Um, I, I think he is capable of a 15 goal season, but I still think he will grab a 15 goal season, but there will be so many bad misses over the course of this season. I mean, really like it's the same. It is the same player that was in the Premier League two years ago. Like Lukaku's Mm. been this good. Lukaku didn't just go to Serie A and just massively transform into this world-class striker. He's been a world-class striker since 2016. And the reason why everybody thinks he fell off, because he was bad that last year at Man United, but the year before that, he was still on top of his game. Mm-hmm. He was still as good of a player as he is now. But the difference is, is you're playing in the Premier League. And in this era of football, everybody's on your ass on Twitter. Everybody's on your ass on Twitter. Nobody gives a shit if you play in a Serie A. No. Nobody cares, bro. Nobody cares. We're going we're gonna to go on transfer market. We're going to look at how many, how many GA you have. What, what are your statistics? We're not going to sit there and watch you because you play in a Serie A. We're going to see in a Champions League, but if you mess up in a Champions League, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, you play in Serie A. It doesn't matter. But when you play for Chelsea, when you play for Manchester United, when you play for one of these big clubs that gets national attention all the time, you're going to get heckled for it. So don't do not be surprised if next week – I don't even know who they're playing next week. I have no idea. Check that right now. What's up? Well, actually, I want to talk about actually Serie A. This is kind of a random thought, but I think Serie A actually might be the second best league in the world. Serie A. They, have, they um, have the most depth of any other league besides – At this point – I, th- I mean, I think they're better. Yeah, I mean, they're the second best league, but realistically, yeah. they're they, they get no respect outside but, of the Premier League isn't going to get that kind of attention. Yeah, yeah. I think you it's know? a shame, but, but it's, it's somewhat fair. It's, it uh, sucks. Oh, boy, this is going to be good. Oh, they Chelsea, play City. Liverpool. Oh, no, Liverpool. Chelsea, Liverpool. Yeah, so oh, Van Dyke versus Dyke. Van Dyke. Van Dyke is going to clamp this man next week. I yeah. guarantee it. And that's going to come down to Lukaku's touch, and we're going to be really it. exposed because his touch was poor at some points in the Arsenal game. You know what I will say though is that I now, because I like cover this and we talk about this, like, and we put content out there for it, I am becoming less of a hater than I ever have been in my life. Like I now enjoy watching Van Dyke play. Yeah. Even as a Manchester United fan, I love Van Dyke. I think Van Dyke is fantastic. You know what I mean? It just comes with you watching more soccer as well. That's that's um, what I'm saying. You know, it's I love Van Dyke. And it's it's not like I to be honest, 
This, I mean, it's great. It's only been two weeks, but this is probably the least amount I've watched in the past three years, just because I'm paying attention to so many different things at this point. Mm-hmm. It's the least amount I've, I've watched in three years, just because I don't, you know, there's a lot of other shit I'm paying attention to, but I just, I'm becoming less and less of a hater. And I really, 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 really want Van Dyke to come out next week and absolutely clamp this man Lukaku. And I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I th- right. That's, that's going to be a good game. So let's talk about some of the other Saturday games. Um, Everton Leeds, I thought was a fantastic game. So much energy, so much pace in that. Two uh, two draw ends up being the score. Great goals. Damari Gray had a fantastic goal. Actually, if you watch that goal, it looks like he lost it. It's a great left footed finish in there. And my favorite goal was Rafinha's seventy second minute mm. screamer, which was a fantastic. Oh, that was strike. beautiful. Oh man, and beautiful. Watching. Watching the Leeds fans gives me so much excitement for just English football because that place erupted when yeah. he scored that goal. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Man, it was fun to see, especially after everything with COVID. Just seeing that packed stadium with Leeds supporters makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. These are – I mean, when you look at this game, these are two teams that are relatively fighting in the same position. I think these two teams are like – you know, I mean, we, we just got done talking about Arsenal, but this, these – if you want to talk about Arsenal, Leeds, and Everton, and I like don't take offense to this, but this is no, like, I, I totally agree. With this is like I, I think these three teams are the eight, nine, ten. I think when mm-hmm. e- all three of these teams, if they play each other, these are going to be fantastic matchups every single time that they play. They're going to be super exciting. I mean, this is what we want. This is what mm-hmm. we're going to see. You know, um, I I think Leeds and Everton are two sides that are of very similar quality. Um. They're just like very like you know right above mid table kind of clubs. Mm. So, Calvert Lewin really impressed me this game. He was finding himself in fantastic. Calvert spots. Dominic Calvert Lewin is criminally underrated. Oh yeah, and it really because shows he me. plays for Everton. He had one goal, but he was so athletic going mm. in for those challenges and, and uh, crosses. He had probably four crosses where he was just one boot length away from smashing into the back. So many sliding challenges were a little bit pushed in front of him. Uh, so I think he, he could shock a lot of people this season more than he already did last year, actually. Mm, I agree. Is um, I just I just noticed that uh, Moise Keane still plays for Everton. That's so weird. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever. But uh, I love watching Leeds play. Um, obviously I loved watching the la- them last week as well. I think the, these are just two super exciting sides to watch, to be honest, because I love watching DCO. Um, mm-hmm. Rafinha's, poof, Rafinha's goal was incredible. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> Ooh, speaking about good goals, another actually, was that that? Never mind. Oh, no, it was. Oh, Aston Villa, Newcastle. Goal of the week for me. Uh, Danny Eggs, bicycle kick. Hold on. Screamer. Give me a second. Yeah, you gotta pull this up. Give me a second. I got Danny Ings. I gotta see this. Um, mm, 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 mm. let me let me search it up real quick. Uh, was it that guy? It was bicycle kick. Yeah. 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 It's great. All right. While Sam is pulling this up, yeah, other games of the week: uh, Liverpool beats Burnley two zero. Crystal Palace draws Brentford 0-0. Man City beats Norwich 5-0. Absolute thrashing. Uh, Norwich looked terrible. Uh, and the final game of Saturday was Brighton-Watford, which was 2-0 to Brighton. Um, Man City game. Tim Krulis gets on the score sheet with a known goal. 
Uh, Brulish scores <laughs> his first goal for City, uh, which was terrible. It was off his thigh as he's just walking into the ball and goes into the net. Uh, Port gets on the, sc- the score sheet as well uh, on a corner kick bobble. Uh, oh, you just you, you just watched what it. a goal! Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, what a goal! Off the. Th- Oh, yeah. Dude, I thought it was off the throne at first for Maddie Cash, but wow. Who got who got the assist on that? Mings? Tyra Mings? <laughs> that guy sucks. Wow, what a goal, man. So they so clearly they completely erased what we were saying about them last week. Yeah. Because we My were fancy talking a bag of down. shit about them. We were talking a bag of shit about Danny. Yeah. Not Danny. It's Aston Villa. <laughs> bag of shit. Wow. Um, so, next week. What do we have next week? We have Chelsea Liverpool next week, which is wow. Oh, we're, we're still missing two games for this weekend. Are we? Pretty good. We're missing the Tottenham Wolves game in uh, West West. Tottenham end. Wolves, man. Tottenham. I mean, Delhi Alley gets on a score sheet with the penalty. They pull um, that out of nowhere. Just what, week, a, what a boring game, man. <laughs> <laughs> what a boring game. I mean, the, Tottenham look rough. These are the like the two most boring sides in the league, though, to be completely honest with you. I don't think it was that boring. Uh, I mean, Wolves had 25 shots. 25 shots, and he didn't score a single now, time. Now, they had 25 shots. How many on goal? Yeah. Uh... Six on target, but they're expected. You had, six, you had 25 yeah, yeah, shots and yeah. six on target. This, this Spurs, is the worst Spurs had eight shots and had six on target. This is even the worst thing. What's the Their XG? Expected goals was 1.6. And what was Spurs? 1.42. Wow. So, Wolves, Wolves, you could argue, would have, should have won. Cash I think they in on the XG. Yeah, I, I watched most of this game. Uh, Spurs, rough. They, they look rough. Yeah, I mean, statistically um, – Lost out in pretty much every single category other than shots on target. 31 clearances for Spurs in this game. Mm-hmm. 31 I mean, clearances. That is you might incredible. Look at, you might look at this and think, oh, Delhi he's back. Scores a goal. Oh, oh, he, scored a, he scored a penalty. <laughs> scored a penalty. I don't give a shit he about that. so bad out of the game. Uh, it, he gets man of the match for this game, in my opinion, which is just not true. Not, not saying much. <laughs> it's just not true at all. Just not saying much. Uh, Oliver Skip didn't play too well, which was kind of that bright spot from last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, then their front three, Bergwijn, Son, and Bora, did nothing all game. It was a terrible attack. Bergwijn, man. I mean, talk about a disappointment of a signing. Yeah. He was he was so good for like a week and then just absolutely fell off a cliff. Wow. I thought Wolves looked good, um, even though they, they lose 1-0. Ruben Neves was fantastic in my opinion. Mm. Had a lot of shots. You know, I I had an argument with you. Not an argument, but I I want Ruben Neves at Manchester United. Um, And your brother does not. Your brother wants a Didi. He's talked so highly of Indeedy. But I love Indeedy, too. And I would love – like, I'm not saying I wouldn't take Indeedy, but I just think Indeedy is, like, so, like, unrealistic. I just don't think there's a shot in shit that you're going to prize – that you're going to pry Ndidi away from Leicester. I don't think. Because what's Leicester going to do? What does Leicester have to replace Ndidi? Yeah, nothing. Unless they, unless they throw 80 mil, which, God, dude, that would be terrible. But the transfer window closes here in a minute. 
like they don't they're have not time. Gonna they're not no. going to sign another. They don't have time. No. Um, Jimenez looked good. Traore looked good. Traore posed problems for Tanganga and Sanchez on that um, right side. For you now. know, Twitter was hot about him the other day. He Twitter he was real good. hot. Uh, he abused Tanganga the so entire time. But ha- I mean, how good is Tanganga? I thought Tanganga was good from last week, but I think if we're speaking overall, I'm talking about overall. Not not very good. Yeah, I don't think Tanganga is that great. Yeah. I mean, he's 22 <laughs> years old, so maybe, maybe yeah. he'll improve, but uh, nothing special right now. I thought Trincao was decent. Um, obviously, that Barcelona player on loan. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for Wolves. I, I think a lot of people were underrating Wolves coming into this year, but uh, they lived up to how people expect them you, to play. You were year. one of those people. Yeah, I was one of those people. That I, I was not. <laughs> I was one of those people that thought they were going to be a little bit worse. How do you think they're going to be a lot worse? Yeah. Um, but they, they were they were good. And obviously, uh, something we didn't talk about yet was Nuno's return to Wolves. Actually, yes, you know, I I was um, it at Tottenham? I forget if it was at Tottenham. I didn't even think about it. This was at this was at Wolves. Oh, yeah. So this literally at his return. Yeah, his return to Wolves. And wins on his return. Yeah. Good for him, man. Good for him. I mean, that's incredible. What what game did we miss? What Last other game, game did we miss? Uh, West Ham West West Ham Ham today yeah I mean wow like you just you cannot physically tell me I I saw draw written all over this game but I mean you know I usually parish gets that red card in the 40th minute and it's kind of over yeah and did you watch that to see how he got that red card yes it was bad I mean Mm -hmm. I I was annoyed watching those Leicester players trying to argue that that shouldn't have been a red card it was so stupid like that wasn't even a shot and shit that it wasn't a red card no, nah, it was it was bad. I mean, obviously there were some injuries with with Leicester. Um, only two of their starting line, starting back line was there, Sionchu and Pereira. But wow, West Ham was good. I was very West impressed Ham, with West Ham. Man, I expected West Ham to fall off a cliff. Um, I, ex- I I I in no way expected them to replicate what they did last season because what they did last season. I mean, they were challenging for Champions League football up until the bat- until the last two weeks, and I just didn't think there was a shot and shit that was going to happen this year. But wow, do they look good, Ben? Yeah, I, one thing I want to touch on with West Ham was their ticky tack football. Mm-hmm. They looked so good, especially with Ben Ramo for now as an Antonio with their link up play in, the, in that final third. There were so many times where I was just getting visions of that twenty ten. Uh, Barcelona, and even <laughs> Arsenal, because West Ham. Yeah, West we're making, Ham. We're making comparisons with West Ham. This is hilarious. To Barcelona and Arsenal, <laughs> obviously not hilarious. as good, but it showed shades of that, and yeah. uh, it was good. Antonio is now the highest uh, goal scorer for West Ham, which is kind of it's a weird stat. I didn't expect that actually until I heard the announcers talk about that. Um. But the entire West Ham team, I was impressed by. Suchek and Declan Rice, mm-hmm. another great performance from them. Of course. Um, you could argue they're the best uh, DM. Uh, it's the best pivot in the league. Yeah. Well, obviously, they're like the only two pivots, but they might be the best two number six and eight um, combined combination in the league. Yeah, I believe it. And people might talk about that and be like, oh, no chance, but they're good together. And that chemistry between them is so strong because they've been in this role for a while mm-hmm. that they are constantly on the same page, uh, which is they're really their driving force for all their offense as well. Right. 
um, yeah, it's, that's. I was shocked to see that four-one victory, but they deserved it. They played really well, and Leicester just didn't. Or flat. Perez just fluffed it. Perez mm-hmm. absolutely fluffed it. And that killed their momentum. You could just tell they died. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so let's move. Let's move to this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal City. Yeah. First game of the week, Saturday. That that's going to be tough to wake up for. That's a, that's a thrashing. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at – I think that's a three spot. Yeah. To be completely honest with you. I, I agree. Mean, th- especially if you're not getting anybody back this week, I'm going with a three spot for sure. Um, Aston Villa-Brentford. It's a weird one. I, mm-hmm. I mean – Because Brentford's would, been hot. I would, still, I would still take Villa. You yeah. Know, heartbeat, though. Like, I – I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't give Brentford a shot and shit in this game. To be honest with you, could be a could be a two one one nothing game. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a blowout. I think it's a tight, tight game to that one. Yeah. Um, Everton Brighton. Everton mm. Brighton. I feel an upset coming. Brighton win. I feel yeah. an upset coming. I don't. I don't think Brighton wins. I think this is a draw. Okay. I think Everton is going to disappoint again this week because that's usually what they do after coming out with a with a good performance like they did this week. Um, I, f- I fully expect this game to be a draw. Battle of the shitters right here. Newcastle, Southampton. <laughs> um, this, is my, this is my game of the week. Newcastle, Southampton. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Newcastle, Southampton, man. I mean, I'm going to edge. I, I, I will I edge. say zero, zero and throw it out the window. I will edge Newcastle here. Okay. I I, any reason for that or just saying Newcastle's cuz? Um, just kind of cuz. I mean, they both stink. So, <laughs> this is really nice. <laughs> oh mean, Southampton's riding high right now. I got a nice little draw last week. I'm looking at Southampton's entries. <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for Southampton this game because they have a guy named Smallbone now. <laughs> they do, yeah. <laughs> they do. <laughs> William Smallbone. <laughs> Imagine uh, this is getting off track. You imagine being named Smallbone. Oh, like it's having, awful. Having to grow it's, legit, that, it's legit the worst. That last name. <laughs> um, okay, so Norwich Leicester. I mean, Leicester kind of needs to come back on a revenge tour this week. Um, yeah, I think Leicester wins this. So I think Two, Leicester three nothing. Leicester by a mile. <laughs> yeah, it's not even close. Uh, West Ham Crystal Palace. This is another. I think this is another whitewash game. I'm going. I'm gonna go. I'll go three one West Ham. All right. In that game. Uh, yeah. I think I, that's and probably then, true because West Ham's all – they're hot right now. Crystal yeah. Palace is nothing. They're awful. I don't think yeah. Crystal Palace scores, actually. I think it's – I think 2 nothing. So, you know, I was, I was thinking about that. 2 nothing looks good. I like that a lot. This so, is probably the game of the week now. Liverpool-Chelsea, we already touched this ball. Yeah, I mean – going to be exciting. This is great because we have – Two matchups of top six teams this week. I mean, and we're already in week three, so this is great. So we're going to get mm-hmm. two great games on Saturday. This is the last game of the day, Liverpool-Chelsea. Um, I've said it multiple times, and I will say it again. I do not trust Chelsea whatsoever. Uh, and I just think, man, I really think that Liverpool are just out for blood at this point. I think Van Dyke's going to have a field day with Lukaku. I will go 2-1 Liverpool in this game. All right. Yeah. Uh, I just got a notification. This is off track. The No Way Home trailer dropped. So it did drop. It did drop. Uh, okay. 
Kamara will watch that. We got yeah, we got to power through will. this. We, 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 have, we have three games. <laughs> we have three games, and then we're okay. <laughs> we're, then we're over. Um, this is a game of yeah. the week. This is a game of the week type right here. Next one. Are you still talking about Liverpool? Chelsea? Nah, my my game of the week is Newcastle Southampton. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Burnley leads. I got leads by this one. Yeah. Uh, let's go. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Three two. Mm-hmm. I like that. Three two. Ashley Barnes was shitter this week. There's always like. goals. There's always goals. Always goals. Which is why they're so much fun to watch. If you're if you're a new listener to, to football um, and you want a team to support, support Leeds. Support no Leeds. one will hate you for that. Leeds are so, fun to so watch. much fun to watch, especially if you're one of those American watches. Like, oh, there's not enough goals. Watch Leeds. There'll be goals for you. Now satisfy your needs. Yeah, um, for sure. Tottenham Watford. Ooh, yikes! This could, oh, this is my upset of the week. This, have it, like, you think lost. you think Watford comes out? Yeah, takes a W. I think because Tottenham is due for a loss. There's mm. no way they go two wins, um, to start off. There's just no. I mean, there's no way they go three wins to start off. Oh man, no, so I don't lose. know. I'm taking I think, Spurs. I'm I think Watford Spurs. loses just because it's Spurs. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> And then the last one, this game literally has draw written all over it or a main oh. loss. Um, I I mean, listen, man. I this game has draw or main United loss written all over it, but I'm gonna be confident. I'm going three two Manchester United in this game. I think they better start Sancho. Veron's mm. better, better start as well. So I'm going through two Manchester United. No. Not, not, yeah, I think Manu wins by a considerable margin of this one, actually. I yeah. I think Ali learns a lesson and the players do as well. Um, because I think these players are on a hunt for the title and they're not gonna be satisfied with one one draw. So I think let's go bold four nothing Manchester United. Oh, that is bold. That's bold. It's bold. Wow, four nothing Manchester United. Hey, I, I can't think, I, I can't complain. Because I think Ali puts in the players that you sign. I think Sancho gets the start, I think Brent gets the start. Mm-hmm. So four nothing. I like it. High score. It's gonna be a high scoring week because these matchups just have goals for yeah, all over. I'm excited. Match of the day is gonna be nice. Yeah, real nice. All right. Okay, so that is gonna do it, guys. Thank you for listening to the fourth edition of the Sandsworth Talk Soccer Podcast, and we will see you guys next week.